come back Your dreams were your ticket out Welcome back To that same old place that you laughed about Well, the names have all changed since you hung around But those dreams... It's the MVM Podcast. It's me, your host, Matt Housen. And for once, in a very long time... Yeah, I know we're back. Uh, that that's the first thing, but for once we have uh, we we have a new co-host, and uh, I'm going to introduce him in a minute. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, yes, we are back. Yes, we're actually going to make a habit of doing these shows. Uh, yes, it has taken forever to actually get this show recorded. Um, what can I say? When when you put two people together that are decent at time management in our real lives. But when it comes to our hobby, time management goes out the window. Um, yeah, you, you get this, uh, the MBM podcast, I guess. So without further ado, I want to introduce everybody to my good friend, Yeti B. What's up, buddy? How's it going, everybody? Doing all right, man. So uh, we're here. Uh, we're, we're doing this first show uh, through video deal on, on Discord, and that is something that I'm kind of trying to plan to offer uh, to anybody that wants to sit in when we do do these shows, uh, aside from when we're having guests, when we have guests, um, I haven't really decided how I want to do that yet. Skype has always been the way I've went about it. Um, Discord's a bit of a pain in the butt to get everybody to get on just to re- have a interview. So we're going to have to get that figured out, uh, because huge announcement. We're going to be having the one, the only Scotty Ernst on the MBM podcast before the straight line showdown uh, to talk about the event. And of course, talk about who Scotty is for, for some guys into the RC drag racing. They may not really know who Scotty is. And he is, he's man, RC promoter extraordinaire. Like he's known worldwide. Um, I'm honored to be actually attending one of his races, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's going to be super dope. Um, but yeah, Yeti, man. Let's uh, let's get right into it, and let's kind of tell everybody, why don't you tell everybody your kind of RC journey up to this point? Well, it's, it's kind of not really super exciting. <laughs> I actually started off um, playing with the RC snow machines way back in, geez, this would have been 99, 2000. I uh, hate the winter. I friggin' hate the winter so much, but at least playing with those made me uh, have something to do in the winter. And uh, progressed into just bashing. So, I mean, I really never raced anything other than drag cars. I've always just been a basher and then playing around with these things. So, like I said, it's not super exciting. I got into RC drag racing when uh, it's COVID, just before COVID started. They had the, uh, the Chuck Levesque, Charles Levesque started up up here in Sudbury. Yeah. We go on and then I went down to Bolton and raced in Bolton. And uh, the very first King of Canada, I guess you call it. And I uh, came in second there with some really good racers that were back then with the old Splash chassis. So that basically made you addicted to it instantly because you were like, oh, this is, uh, yeah, I like this. Oh, yeah. Well, up here, it was kind of cool. There's, there's a small group to start here. There's about 12 guys, and they, they still kind of continue on a little bit less now. But um, racing up here is super fun. But going down there and seeing the camaraderie with everybody else and showing each other how the setups work, and it was super basic then. Everyone, almost everybody had a Splash. I think there might have been one or two mid-motor cars. Uh, no no prep, just super basic, super, super basic. Back in the very second. early days. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I think there's 36 cars at that race in a parking lot. Same kind of idea as what they did down the States, but super small. It was awesome. The guys, I still talked to a lot of the guys that happened there. So, yeah, I was addicted right away. <laughs> After that first actual win, I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is amazing. So that brings you then to... How do you get? How do you find out about McLean? Like, what what brings you into even more, more? And well, because, dude, you're all over on Facebook. Like, I I don't <laughs> participate much on Facebook, and we're gonna get to that later, because uh, I'm just I'm wore out by people. Like, I just can't. I can't. I, I can't. Um, I don't know how you do. My hats off to you, and thank you very much for doing it. Because, dude, I appreciate it a, a million times. Because, as much as I want to get in there and and get in the trenches, as I call it, I just I can't. I can't do it no more man <laughs> there, there's a lot of silly people online there's a lot of people i find that really i don't know how to say that they uh they want to pop their feathers and kind of make themselves look really big when realistically they're just an awesome guy just a person that wants to get out and do stuff just just have that itch to pop their feathers i don't i don't get it either man um i actually <coughs> i have, i have a job that lets me be online off and on when i'm waiting for calls i'm a mechanic underground and uh, the, mine, the mine I'm at right now is, has been awesome. And uh, they said I got a bit of extra time. So when I do that, I float around on Facebook. That's why I'm all over the place. And I, I love this drag racing stuff. I like the 1.7 scale stuff down to the 1.10 scale stuff. So, I mean, the fact I'm all over the place is, uh, is due to that. It's actually just the extra time I have sticking around waiting for things. So with McLan, I actually ran a McLan 5, uh, five turn at the first race. And that's how I got into them. The motor was amazing to me way faster than us I'd ran which sounds kind of funny now that we're probably <laughs> not the four pole you're not even two pole anymore yeah never mind the three but, O's that we're running oh yeah it's insane but with McLaren actually uh, when the DRK was announced I thought right away that that was going to be the speed uh, speed controller for me because I come from one to one scale racing like the old, old school drag racing the door slammers in northern Ontario has always been not a big thing but it's it's been a thing up here and to actually see one that actually had gears I could switch through that made sense to me. None of this obscure timing or, or changes like that. It was super simple. I could understand every piece of it. <laughs> Didn't need a $1,000 radio to try to get it from go. So I messaged Colin right away when that came Yeah, but out. come on. You still have the $1,000 radio, bro. Uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do have the M17, which is wicked. But yeah, I don't blame you there, dude. I've, 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 I've like held them and used them on somebody else's car and they're, they're, they're not terrible. That's for sure. Oh no. It's the funniest thing. I use like <laughs> three things on that entire radio. I could probably get away with something way, way less than that one. But for me, it's the, having that, that uh, race mode, the launch mode and being able to control my steering. Cause holy man, when the cars get going over, well, even over 60, at that top end, trying to correct something, you can wreck a car real, real fast. Real so, quick. Yeah. So. We've yeah. both seen that. Yep. <laughs> we've, had, we've had lipo fires together. <laughs> lipo fires, tires blow off complete rims. Yeah, that was it pretty cool, too. Well, I wouldn't say it was cool. No, it sucked. It cool, what am I saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would have been way cooler if you would have done something like that in testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Too much power for these. But at the same time, I think that maybe tries to describe to people how virgin the roads are that we are on. Like, oh yeah, you know, we yeah. can we yeah. can run bead locks and not blow them off because the grip doesn't exist in most of these places. No, 
Now, I'm sure I, there are spots probably. that the grip's there that would probably blow them completely off, especially now that it's getting more popular and more used and the yeah. preps are getting way more spicier, as I like to refer to. Oh, for sure. They're getting sticky. Exactly. It's hard to describe the guys down in the States. Like, they'll tell me a set. Well, not tell me, but I ask a lot of questions. Like I said, I'm on Facebook all over the place. I ask all kind of questions, either for myself or somebody else asks me a question to try to find the answer. And I, I have a good setup. I know I do. And I've gotten lots of help from people here in Canada. Ken DeLine, one of the guys that's got a pretty good idea on chassis. One of the best I've seen, to be honest with you. But I have a good setup, but I, I just can't get the times they're getting. I can get almost a 60 foot, then my run out's bad, or I have a really good run out, and my 60 foot sucks. And it's literally just the setup on the road. It's like just the makeup of the roads here. The roads, especially here in Sudbury and where you are, mm -hmm. a lot of mine rock. It's not normal friggin' rock. Like, it's, it's different. It's hard to explain to people. Yeah. Oh. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's unique. Um,. That's, yeah, and see, that's that's the hesitation. Like, I, I like to go out and, like, you know, do some testing and make sure the car's kind of, you know, right and stuff like that. And I definitely, I need to look at it going down the straight line, but I know I'm going to be down there a day early. So I'm kind of thinking, like, that's the day to kind of really, we're going to know what the weather's like, climate, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to cop out. I would love to do it all at home, but it also makes no sense for me to do it here at home, and I have no idea what I'm getting into down there. Yeah. Right? Because I think Definitely. there is a brief time when we can test on Thursday. There is. So I'm hoping to at least get a hit in then with the car kind of the way it is and go, okay, let's throw the kitchen sink at it for the next time we get to test because this is not going to fly. You know what I'm saying? Like. Well, we'll be down there early, like I said, we can be able to test on the roads because everywhere you go, every piece of concrete, every asphalt is so different from place to place. And every, like even from here to the Sioux, they're totally different. The same companies that are doing it and totally different asphalt. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's just the, the material, where the material comes from. But yeah. it's fun. At least, yeah. Well, at least this is going to be an asphalt, which is something I'm actually kind of used to. It also is concrete and it just blew my mind. Just unreal. <laughs> like. Dude, I felt like I was walking on carpet the whole weekend. Right? Like, like re re really, really did. Like, <laughs> at one point, I gave you my flip-flops because I'm like, dude, I'm good. I'll just walk around with my socks. Yeah, that saved me too, man. My legs were sore. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we might as well talk a little bit about that. And, um, yeah, man. It's, it's kind of scary to think that it was almost two months ago yeah, already. Yeah. Uh, I will take full accountability for sucking at doing a race report i don't know i just i was not uh i was miserable at my job let's be honest so i i wasn't really into doing much um fix that problem anyway <laughs> so uh i i feel like that's gonna be a, a problem solver in and itself but i guess we can kind of cover race report via the podcast too so I guess we can start with, uh, well, you showed up to my place and what my diff, my diff was clunky. So I basically f fixed the clunky problem. And then you put, what did you put in it again? 20 mil. Oh, okay. It's More, like, like, like blue basically. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm glad I didn't even see you have to do it. Cause I, I, I just can't imagine it was fun. Well, you know what? I actually put a 20 mil over anything else. Everything else you got to pour it in and then got to settle this stuff here. You can pack it in put it together screw it down and you're good to go like it's it's simple it's so much better than everything else 
All right. Well, very fair enough. But yeah, my car wasn't remotely ready. The car wasn't even together. It was Let's together. Be honest, you weren't done yet. I don't the even. The day before. It was bad. Well, yeah, Colin it called was... it out. Colin called it out on the TSR. I was, I was still working on my car the day we showed up to the track. But yeah. I, w- I was, but I wasn't. Like I was kind of waiting on uh, tires from Todd. Yeah. Which was one of the reasons why I didn't bother trying to scrub in tires or do any kind of testing because I knew he was going to hand me a set that I didn't have to worry about, which yeah. I didn't have to worry about. They were amazing, and I understand why so many guys like them. Um, but I've had a couple of good hits now with the re- the Reaction Blue Dots, and yeah, I feel like they've got plenty plenty in them as well. They took they a couple of hits to break in. I think that was my other problem when I went out and did my own testing here at home. Yeah, you think they just weren't worked in yet? Yeah, yeah. Even though I did do a break in on them, I, I really do think like you need to throw out any idea of like getting a hit in for at least four or five passes. You want to just put the softest little sixty-six foot hit on it, and then just okay, bring it back, clean them up. Because yeah. for, for me, every day I go out, like every time I go out, I use the tire I used before. I'll use the tires for a couple test days, and I'll swap them out. But when I go out for the first, I'll say, geez, hour, I can only do. 20, 30 feet and spins, bring it back in, clean it, do it again. They also have to build the prep back into them, build the heat back into them, and then you're good to go. Yeah, and see that, that you saying that, based on the timeline of us going out and testing, I yeah. think was the, I started hitting the window. Because well, by the time we were we were closing up, the car was, it was, it was doing good. It was sketchy in the shutdown. Damn it, I need to figure that out. I don't know if that's because the car's still really light. And it was a little windy. Yeah. Um, well, that spot there, the end is kind of sketchy. We're, we're doing a lot more 66 foot there now that we're getting quicker. Yeah. But also with the cars we have, the, the Mavericks, we're both on the Maverick, um, you really have to watch your weight balance for a shutdown or else it'll go, the ass and will try to chase the front, right? Learned that. Learned yeah. that. Learned that real quick. But the good news is I didn't fall prey to the give it a forward throttle. I was on brake when it yeah. backed into the, the – the, what can you do? Yeah. We, we know now. Don't drive it. Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm amazed that we saved that car. Yeah, we got really lucky with that. We're going to talk about that. I had a little bit of a lipo fire in testing. Um, but, yeah, so Yeti made his way here on, on – it was Wednesday, right? Yeah, because we left at Thursday at like 2 in the morning, and that was craziness. Worked in your car till 11, went to bed and left at 2. Yeah, that was that was ugh, silliness. <laughs> <clears throat> but we got on the road. I got us across over into the United States. Yeti drove for the first little while. I slept for a bit. I think my wife drove for a little while. She sure did. And then I drove for a little while, and then you drove us the rest of the way the first day. I drove us home, yeah. Yeah. So we got we got into Oklahoma, got into our little uh, Airbnb, which that was a nice little place. It wasn't bad at all. It was awesome. Yeah. Let's let's, let's, let's people people know it was a twenty one hour drive to get to the Airbnb. Yeah, and the worst part is we shaved like four some odd hours off coming home. Yeah, which is insane. Well, that goes to show you don't set the GPS and forget it. Set yeah, it no. when you stop for gas. Reset it. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's what I did I coming know. home and that what it was? yeah, when we came, when we were coming home, every time we get off to get gas, cause it would drive me nuts trying to tell me to get, <laughs> I would just shut the stupid thing off. We go get gas and then I'd redesignation home 
And yeah. that one time when you were sleeping, we stopped, got gas, got back on the road, and we were driving along, and I looked over at it, and I went, yo, dude, we're going to be home, like, at 7.30, not 8.30. Wow. You were like, how fast have you been driving? I'm like, <laughs> the speed limit, man. I crashed out hard. I thank God, too, man. I got home at midnight left and went to work oh yeah well and that's why i was dedicated to doing a big bulk of the drive and getting us home because i knew you had it way worse than i did i wasn't yeah i was gonna have plenty of time to sleep before i had to go to work and that's so oh it was so so we get into the airbnb and um we kind of get all settled i think we end up working on the cars a little more that that night no we went to bed when we got down did we yeah, so we we had dinner. Oh right, yeah, we went and get McDonald Rotten Ronnies, and then we went to bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, I I'm such an early riser. That's why I drove the first part. I was up at what I think. Oh, dude, you were up so early and you were wrenching away, and I'm like, <laughs> I I pulled my whole car apart, did all the bearings, <laughs> yeah. all back together, my diff, put it back together. Wanted to make sure I was ready to go, so. I don't blame you. You're you're definitely. Uh, I w- how do I put it? I don't know. You just you're you're you pay attention to enough of it. That, you know what I mean. And I kind of don't blame you. You were doing a bunch of testing before that, so going through the car and making sure everything was kind of right before going to the big event. That wow, yeah. That's, that's the funny thing. I, I did that the night before I went to your place and put my car away, and then I did it before we even started the day. But oh, see, I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I did it twice. That sure. being said, I still missed something too, though. What was that? Well, I remember I got we went to testing. We'll get to the testing part too, but we went testing. I was going left forever. And I couldn't figure it out. I talked to John Schultz and Colin, and uh, I said, well, did you bleed your shocks? No, why, why would I bleed my shocks? The elevation. The elevation changes from place to place. So getting there, and as soon as they said that, opened it up, air came out, I'm like, first break, see? Hmm. Put the car down, went straight. Going left all day, just bled it, straight. Super huh. simple, something I missed, super simple. Yeah, that would do it. That would do it. Yes, sir. Good old John Schultz. Ah. Oh, good, dude. Good shit. Meeting, good shit. meeting that guy. Meeting Colin. Oh, my goodness. Like. Well, let's keep going their story here. So getting up, I rebuilt the car. <laughs> Cause that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get up and I have zero motivation to even really start looking at mine. Cause I want to go to the hobby shop and there's a few things that I still need and want more or less. Um, Chuck came by. Yeah. He came by. It was awesome to see him and seeing his puppies. Yeah. Oh, that was, was awesome. Digger's such a sweetheart. Oh so my goodness. You definitely don't miss those guys walking around with those. No. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a little bit of a hangout. Um, you know, we talked about cars, and we made our way to uh, a Hobby Lobby by accident. Uh, that was my bad. That was a miscalculation. <laughs> Man, that GPS gave us all kind of fits while we were down there, and I don't have patience for that. Like, it worked good, and then for some reason it just started, like, being weird. I don't know. Well, you kept swearing at it. That's oh, yeah, I guess so. I have... <laughs> it's sensitive. Uh, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> so then uh, what did we go to? Did we go to Hobbytown USA? Was that it? Yeah, I went to Hobbytown after, yeah. Dude, that store. 
that was awesome. And the people there. The yeah, man. Amazing to work to deal with. Holy jeez, had yeah. our parts that we need. That I was looking for. They had the thirty millimeter screws I was looking for. Like, what are the yeah. odds of that? And it was so funny because we talked about going there. We're actually driving around. We're talking about open carry because it's it's just not a thing in Canada. <laughs> yeah, right. No, not at all. Walk in the door, dude's got a friggin' nine on his hip. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. I I appreciate that, man. It's just oh, uh, for sure. No, no one's gonna screw around, right? Like, well, hey, yeah. That's that's definitely one of those scenarios where it's like a fuck around and find out, bud. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, so, was, he was an awesome guy he oh was, yeah everybody cool. that I, everybody that we encountered was like beyond cool oh yeah you know yeah, definitely definitely uh definitely didn't help we walked in there wearing our mcclan shirts and yeah and the hats and yeah. <laughs> i i well because to me it's nobody really around here other than a few of my buddies and stuff like that really know right no so i that's the first time we were ever kind of like oh yeah we got asked you know, oh no, we're both sponsored, and oh really? That's cool. Da, 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 da. So it was like, yeah, it was. Kind of having the recognition, eh? A little yeah. bit back too. Yeah, man, it's it's definitely. Uh, shout out to Colin Branch and you know the, the wonderful folks over there. All well, the people in McLean, they've been amazing. Yeah, they've man. We're we're we've got some stuff on tap. Let me tell you. Oof. We'll talk about that after. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, after we visit Hobby Town, we. Uh, did we go meet up with Chad finally? Yeah, because Josh met yeah. us too at uh, at the Hobby Town. Yeah, what happened was Josh took Chad's truck <laughs> and had it smoked. Had it cigarettes. <laughs> and then there was a truck for a life there for a minute. And yeah, that was, that was going on for a bit. And then we, uh, we got invited to the super secret hidden testing place. Yeah, by the time we got there, it wasn't so secret. No, I think everybody <laughs> that was racing that day was testing there. So, yeah, a good chunk but, of guys, but we uh, who's all there? Mark Vine? Oh, man. It, it, you name it. Anybody that, that you've seen on Facebook that's going quick that was yeah. at that event was there. Dustin John, was there. Uh, Mark Vine, Dustin was there. John, John was there. Schultz. Frank was there. John Schultz. Uh, Omar was there. John, See, I you think... know way more people than I do because you spend so much more time on, on in the groups. I do. I do. Like I, like I said, it's... It's it's something weird to talk about. We'll, we'll, I'll switch gears for one quick second. There's so much that goes on on Facebook. It's so much toxicity stuff that comes up there. And then when you go to these events, I know Colin talks about it on the TSR even. You go to these events and people get along. They share parts. They help each other. Yeah, Nobody, it doesn't matter who you are. No, you know no. And it. Yeah, it seems to be. Uh, hi, that's weird, man. Yeah, like you said, luckily, luckily I. I got thick enough skin to wade my way through it, I guess. But yeah, maybe I'll have to take a new approach to it here shortly. Oh, you might, man. There's so much to learn, and people are like, if you get off off the actual page, the people are just amazing. Yeah. I I messaged like when I started off, I messaged Frank. Frank didn't know me. I wasn't sponsored when I started off. He answered me, wasn't right away. He's a busy dude. Gets a million freaking questions, especially (laughs) now. Yeah, I bet. Uh, In a couple days, same as Mark. I messaged Mark. He was driving a. I think he was driving the bolt when this happened. I had a completely different chassis than him, but it's kind of similar. So I asked him what to set up in the front. I asked him about, you know, gearing. And he took the time it was there to do it. Like, these people... Oh, yeah, and Mar- Mark and well. Frank, those guys are all, all good for it. Everyone. It's Yeah, yeah, everybody is... Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's just... Yeah. But showing up at that test spot and getting my car and my table out and looking around going, like, holy frig, I'm, I'm here. I've seen these people go... 
80, 90, like, well, not, not miles an hour, but 80 miles an hour. Yeah, you're you're amongst some of the big heavy hitters. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I pull my car down and it goes left. Like, oh. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it was it was so cool to see that spot and see all these people. They're just, just basically doing what they start off doing, running, testing, no racing yet, like helping each other out, joking with each other. Yep. Well, see, I would have benefited if I would have sucked it up and actually went and did a test hit. You would have. Because I would have known that that front end was going to start pushing into the body and I was going to have to do something about it. Yeah. Well, that was an easy fix, though. Yeah, true, but it also took me two hits to get it right. Yeah. But then again, like, everybody was there and watching and... and that was part of my deal, right? Like I had really not done any testing on the car and I would have, I, I, to me, I just personally rather do it at the track where we're racing because my head was in that zone of my off-road stuff. I just practice at the track. That's it. You know, I don't, I don't go and find a parking lot that kind of is suitable and run some practice laps in, in a, in a pattern before I wait till I get into the track. So it was just. I was locked in on that. I had other things to do because I bought new front tires and decided not to run the front. So, you know, I glued up those tires and, you know, kind of got myself more prepared because the car still wasn't ready. Still didn't have a spoiler on it. I had to buy that while we were there. Yeah. Yeah. That was from uh, Greg, I think. Eh? Not Greg. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, we're Gary. Gary. Yeah, Gary yeah. hooked me up. He even he even cut the back of my body for me because I was like, "Hey man, how do I put this on here?" And he goes, "Bring me the body. I'll cut it for you." I'm like, "Sweet." Yeah, I know. That's one nice thing about having a bit of time to test here and go in there and having a car that was okay. I definitely thought I was a bit more prepared than what I was. I'll be honest, but after that, I learned so much. Yeah, man. How many how many hits did you do while we were there? At the test, the super secret test spot. Yeah. Uh, probably five or six. I got down, I got down twice really, really well, and then the other ones was going left. Okay. Yeah, I kind of floated. I did a little bit there on my car, and then I went over and harassed John, and yeah, you know, went around, poked I, around. I did the fanboy thing and walked around, shaking hands and meeting everybody. You have to remember, too, both of us weren't able to leave Canada for, what, almost three years? Yeah, it was it was basically ridiculous. As it basically took off, we couldn't travel. <laughs> we got stuck, yeah. yeah. That's pretty much how it went down. Or if we traveled, we'd have to come home and isolate for two weeks. So it's like, wait, I'm supposed to try and take a week off work so I can go travel to come home for two weeks? Yeah. I make good happen. money, but not enough money to be taking a month off work, man. Yeah. Not at the time, anyway. So- so yeah, meeting all those guys and seeing that, that was just, it was awesome. And like I said, got some runs in. By the time we got the, I think I got probably my last run, we ended up Paul starting to pack up and they called everybody in to start to packing in, which was something else too. Holy man. For us, it was, I think we missed a huge chunk of the calamity because we had to go grab gas for the generator. Gas generator and then we had to get coffee. Because coffee down there sucks. I don't uh, know what the hell's going correct. on. Correct. Yes, I, I remember that. Oh, yeah, because we had to hit up the ATMs to make sure we actually had cash cash on us. Yeah. 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 We, were, we were going we to the land of cash cash. Yeah. Actually, can't even see that. The five-star guys actually had, like, credit. Like, they yeah. took credit. That was insanity. Oh, man. Shout the out to those guys. It was kind of nice, too. The, uh, the way that Gary... Okay, I got to get in. Greg stuck in my head. The way that Greg had it all set up, it was actually pretty good. We were off the main road, lining up going in. 
letting the tents set up. Yeah, well, and it was narrower up. this year than last year too, so apparently there's yeah. more pit space. Yeah, which was it was super comfortable. It was set up really, yeah, really nicely. Cool. I liked it. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, Gary. Uh, a great race for sure. Or uh, Greg and Jared and everybody else involved at that. That was. Uh, I I want to go next year. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely want to go back. That track is amazing. Like I said, the people running it were amazing. Yep. Uh, there's always something that you can complain about. Everything you go to, there's always going to be something that's messed up or not exactly what you want. But it ran to me as a, a new racer to go to something like that. It was it was smooth for me. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was too too terrible. Of course, we had that little bit of a. Uh, well, so we do. We get there. We actually park fairly close, but we decide to walk our stuff in. And then shout out to the five star guys that had the 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 pull buggy, and then it was also Bob, right? Bob had one. Bob, Bob the Bob the painter. Pew pew, pew pew, pew pew. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Uh, much appreciated. Yeah, so they kind of saved our biscuit there. We went in, seen kind of where we were going to be set up, where we were sitting, and uh, made another venture back to the vehicle to to grab the rest of our stuff to kind of get ourselves set up. Yes, sir. And that was once, once that, we pulled all that in actually the, the actual pit spots are nice too they were big like the area we had set up in was super nice that yeah was it wasn't happy. like anybody was like sitting on top of one another at all no and then and everybody getting out of the way and helping and everything too like it was insane not even guys that we were racing with were helping us like it was awesome oh i know it was everywhere like it was just kind of cra- craziness like it was um ah uh, when you sit back and you actually like think about it, like there's so much that went on in those couple of days that, oh, that, yes. you know what I mean? Like there's going to be so many things that like the one time I, th- I was waiting for, uh, for food when I went and got grabbed food, it was uh, Colin and John Schultz, you know what I mean? Like to have a t- chance to sit there and kind of just chill with those guys as we were kind of waiting for commonality and feeding their bellies and, <laughs> you know, getting through the rest of the days. Uh, it was just, you know, it's, 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 I appreciate a lot more, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. And that kind of why, like my big concentration is, is everybody's worried about people not wanting to get involved because the numbers are, you know, so fast and how are they going to be competitive and the cost and everything else. And it's like, I know some people don't kind of grasp the cost, but the cost of competing at that level. I, I understand that that's definitely a learning curve. And I yeah, feel like right. anybody getting in at the beginning level with a box stock car or even trying to build one of these is quickly going to understand that this isn't, this isn't, this hobby is not unfortunately for the, it's not yeah, a cheap I'm, hobby. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? No. It's not, um, even, that, even that, when you're doing it on a budget, it, it still yeah. can be expensive. If, you, if you're smart, you can get in and do the box stock stuff like you're saying. At a relatively good cost, but it's not like I, I, it's hard for me to say, right? Because when I look at like, if, if you tell me for say $1,400 total, whether that's Canadian or American, cause roughly that's in the same ballpark you're in, if you have nothing at home and I don't mean you're in at a crappy level of just box stock stuff, you're in at a box stock car, a decent charger, you know what I mean? Even a radio upgrade at that number, you know what I mean? And to me, that's, that's what it takes to get in, into the hobby. If you want to have a good time with it, you know what I mean? Like it's going to take that investment. And I hate, 
it breaks my heart to tell people that, right? Because when you get people that have younger children that see it, that want to do it, and they come start asking you questions about it, how do you sugarcoat? Well, listen, get your wallet check out, you know, your, your checkbook out and, you know, stroke a check out for $1,500 for your kid to might not like it. Yeah. <laughs> but with, with us up here, I mean, we have a bunch of stuff, a bunch of guys that are a little bit lower level. And they, they love coming out and just running with us too. Hey man, I've got a, I got a Traxxas slash LCG chassis yeah. <laughs> sitting downstairs that was supposed to be my first build that I still want to kind of do something with. You know what I mean? Even if it's just a, a goobery looking show car or something like that. Like, I, I get what, it. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is if you can come out and just run though too. Like you don't have to come out and try to be competitive. It's it's a fun thing to come out and try to beat your buddies too. Like, you know what I mean? Pretty well, good. then that's just it, right? Like. All kinds of stupid things. It's awesome. Buggies. Lots of buggies come out here. I really like the idea of making 13.5 cars. In the sense of like, really the only limit is the 13.5 motor. And like, let's not. Is it terrible that I'm like an honesty kind of person? Like, let's not buy these hot 13.5s. Like, go find a legitimate 13.5 motor. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I dude, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. Like if I tell you I'm going to bring a 13.5, I'm not bringing you a cheater, cheater motor 13.5. I'm not, yeah. I'm going to be honest about it. Um, I know, I know some people aren't though. It does happen. It happens quite a bit, but I, I like the idea of doing the only reason why locally, I like the idea of having like a slower class like that is that some of the spots that we have 13.5, it's going to be a really good race. Oh yeah. And you have a good shutdown. Shutdown's hard here. We either have 132 foot for an awesome setup, and then 100 feet for shutdown when you're going as fast as we are. That's that's not enough. Well, and that's that's what I'm saying, right? So it's like, and then you know, you see some some posts going on even recently about a whole 66 foot, uh, you know, eighth mile, basically, yeah. essentially. Um, I won't lie to you guys. I love the idea of eighth mile racing because eighth mile is accomplishable. Oh yeah, we have we have space for it, and I'll tell you what these sixty six foot races will be damn entertaining. Oh yeah, and you get sixty six foot quick. Right, that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's just we would have had some good racing if you and I would have lined up beside each other where we were testing in sixty six foot if they were shutting her down after that. Oh definitely. Right, so I I get it. You know, a lot of people are having a poo poo on it, but I think. it's a different on a, local it, level, it's better. It, on a local level, let everybody do kind of what they want to do. And at the same time, if it gains enough traction, um, eighth mile racing is real entertaining. It is. And you can go through it fast. You right. You don't have to watch drive back for a minute and then all this other straight note set up. Yeah. I, th- I think, uh, I think it has a potential to catch on. I don't think anything needs to be done drastically with any races this no. year, uh, no. as to it. But, uh, yeah. Sorry to bring you on that little tangent, folks, but yeah, it just, <laughs> it, it, it happens. We're, we're going to have to deal with it. You know, it's, I know I've talked about it before in the past, but I'm way more connected to the fact that I have ADHD and occasionally I catch myself and sometimes people have to redirect me back to where we were, uh, but I caught it this time. Hey, good, good on me. So we're going to get back to where <laughs> we were uh, on, uh, was there, was it Thursday night? Thursday, yeah. Thursday night. So I want you still packing in there. So we, uh, we, we get all set up and, uh, you know, I procrastinate away at getting my car finished as, uh, you get yourself all set up and we sit there and we joke. Like I keep joking about watch, 
<laughs> I'm going to get picked for the Sweet 16. My car is not even remotely ready for a hit. Uh, little did I know, I just spit a bunch of karma all over you, and you got picked for it instead. And, you know, I didn't even know. I didn't even have the app downloaded yet. Oh, and let's not even talk about pro pairings. That app is fucking uh, terrible. It's got the best of intentions, but it's terrible. It is. It was tricky. And then they, the race guys were trying so hard. And they were set up and then went down and they changed this. And they were trying so hard. I mean, the, like I said, the app itself is a pain. The guys running the race were definitely working their butt. Oh, yeah. They did, they did a great job with it. And then, of course, we can't forget, we got to mention, like, Billy Shaw and Foster and the NPRC TV folks that did all the coverage. Um, WebRC. Yeah, WebRC videos was there as well. I remember seeing them folks. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, so I'm was, pretty sure I was being I, straddled by... By Eric, was it Eric, Eric John? <laughs> I, I don't even remember anymore. Eric sat on me at one point. That's very entertaining. I love that dude. I'd never met him before, you know, like, but, oh, uh, no. no, that was the first time I've ever met Eric or, uh, John, Colin, any of those guys because of the, 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 geez, man, Scott Glasscock, Chris, Gilly, like so many know? people for first time. It was amazing and overwhelming. <laughs> Part was everybody talked with your old buddies. I, I didn't know you didn't meet them. I thought you knew them forever. But see, that's what I mean. The 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 relationships that I developed with them over the years through online. You know, John. John has been always so awesome to me. Um, I don't know what I ever did to make him like me as much as he does. Uh, but him and his son, you know, kind of like quasi adopted me, and you know, always helped me with my cars on setups when I asked them questions. Um, so it just, you know, it was, it's kind of been a dream come true to kind of be still with John and Jonathan and being with team associated. Like it's, it's really cool. You know what I mean? Like it's really, really, okay. really cool. Uh, and then to, to meet them and I can't wait until we get back together in Wisconsin. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, man, most of us, I think are staying at the quality in. Something else. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. So we're all, you, you get into the Sweet 16. I'm pretty I sure did. at that point I'd gotten two test hits in. We did. So what happened was before the Sweet 16, we had our test runs. Yes. And that's when that's when John and them told me to check my. Check your shocks. Oil. So yeah. But that's right. No, we got some test hits in. We're doing down pretty good, fairly quick. And I'll still use my bead locks because like we talked about, I, I knew they worked. You did what, I, and I defended you to the end of the earth, and I still will to yeah. this point because you you're at you're at the first big event of your RC drag racing career. Yes sir. Yep. You have done countless amounts of testing. You've been to some races. You know at home that these bead locks work. They've never no, let I'm you down. You haven't blown a tire off. You know what I mean? They haven't failed you. And yes, you you even talked about yeah, people have said they've blown them off and da 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 da. Never you, ever happened. I mean, we had like I said, seventy-five yeah. miles an hour, no problem. Right. So apparently, seventy-seven. She gone. After all testing and going down, even with my B locks testing, and then I get called for the seat sixteen, and Colin, uh, Colin Branch, and Ian Goodfellow are there, and they look at me, look at my car, and said, "Okay, well, we can put a tune in that's gonna gonna give her. Well, let's try her." So. Hey, man, I didn't in. travel all this way not to swing for the fence oh, every time it. I go off. Come on. And you know what? And it's another test hit, right, too? Well, so. that, that's it. You get an opportunity under competition now to actually get some data. That's it. For yeah. sure. Which makes it's totally different, too, when you're racing as opposed to testing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. 
It's a little and bit of a different headspace. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about how sticky that track was, too. It might, might as well have been a prep track at that time. I think so, any money. big event's going to end up like that. Like, we look at when we yeah. were testing. It was <laughs> that, that one spot we were testing on, like, my car was about ready to run out of my hand after, like, a little blip of a <laughs> burnout. So, and, yeah. and it wasn't I like we had done a lot that day. No. Right? I so. run the cloud launch, too, and that stuff. But with the three levels, like, it, it gets sticky quick if you're uh, not paying attention. So I had got launch on the tires, straighten it all out, and get up to the line, set her down, go to pull the trigger, get to about halfway down the track, running straight and proper with this crazy tune in it, and all of a sudden, no more tire. It was completely Poof. off the rim. She was gone, like you said. I, I thought, I actually was, thought you blew, like, the, the rim. Well, that's, that's what people said. Like, how'd you blow your tire right off? Like, puff the rim. I didn't blow the rim. I, I just put a straight tire right off the whole thing. Guys are all looking at me, asking questions, and poor Colin just looking at me like I smashed a small child in the head with something. Yeah. <laughs> Those damn beadlocks. Yeah. But but I did learn, and it wasn't in natural racing, so. Yes. Yeah. At least, you know, get don't get me wrong, opportunity was definitely there, and it was kind of, unfortunately squandered but to me because that wasn't in competition which is that's the thing we were there for you learned that very valuable lesson instead of it being say technically in the first round yeah which would have really hurt a lot more to be honest with you right so you know i think that that was definitely important for you in that in that scenario and that's kind of what i told you right away i'm like hey man don't sweat it it is what it is at least you found out that those tires no bueno we can't run those and yeah. it's just crazy. That's all I've run the whole time. So yeah. luckily, up three in the morning, gluing tires worked out well for me that day. I, I feel I like here at home we could get away with running beadlocks still. Yeah, I think we can too. It's, yeah. it's not quite as sticky. I no. mean, the cars are getting faster, but yeah. I think there's still I quite have, a. I don't no, know, I don't, man. I, I get nervous about it. I think they look cool. That's why I have a set. I won't lie to you. I have a set yeah. just because they look cool. Oh, they do look awesome, especially with the carbon fiber rings on yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get some of that Schwartz uh, RC hardware, some of that colored yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That looks awesome. He does red. I like red. Oh, yeah. It matches the theme of my car. Definitely. So, yeah. So, but, yeah, <laughs> so after that 316, I kind of was humbled quite a bit there for a bit. So, hid in my corner, and like I said, you came up to me, and then Chad and Colin, and actually everybody came up to me, and... The car was running good until the tire came off. Like, you can't be mad about your car. That's it, man. Just, hey, it is. It's okay. We know now. No rundos. Let's put these on. Reset. Reload. I think we had a little bit more testing that night after the Sweet 16 was done. I think there was testing in between the rounds. There was in between the rounds and after for a couple minutes, too. But by the time the Sweet 16 was over, holy man, we were all exhausted. It was late. I think it was almost 1.30 when we stopped from that. Yeah, I know. Craziness, right? Yeah, yeah. So then we go home, we get a de- reasonable amount of sleep. Yeah, reasonable. Well, it was more than what we had when we drove down there. Hey, at least when we got there, we did get like a good, like, well, you didn't sleep that long, but I slept for a good eight hours, so I wasn't too bad off. I, I was... slept for more than normal, so that's good. <laughs> so, okay, see, there, there's a win. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so we go back, we get some reasonable amount of sleep, we end up back at the track Friday morning, and, uh, I believe practice just kind of gets into the full swing of things as soon as we get there. Pretty much right away, yeah. Yeah, so, but we ended up getting was, some rain Friday, did we not? We did, but only for like 
a minute. It was in the, late in the afternoon too, so the track was warm enough and it was warm enough out that it didn't. didn't it wasn't too it. terrible. Yeah, I don't think the track got too like like wet wet. We had to stop for like maybe twenty minutes. But That's unfortunately, that rain delay for some reason ended up pushing back. Like, uh, Colin kind of talked about it. Like, for some reason, we went back to testing for like over an hour after it stopped raining. Yeah, it was a little bit longer than. What but I think that's where the wind kicked up, knocked over some tents. The pro pairings took, a, you know, like they just had a, a series of unfortunate events, just kind of kick their butts. Um, which that that's sucked. When they that, that thing there too, and oh yeah, that's when you and Todd were doing the. Uh, that, I I, I think that you're there yo-yoing away. Todd gets his own, and I love Todd because you know he he gets into to, uh, you know I didn't realize he was into yo-yos. I didn't know you were into yo-yos until you kind of told me about it. You know what I mean? So it was like, whoa, 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 hang on. So to see you two guys going together there, and it was funny because. You were going so, like, cool, like, doing so many things, and Todd was watching you so much, he just kind of stopped. He's like, hey, I, uh, I got to watch this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but that that was super entertaining to see that. Like, I was tempted to freaking buy a yo-yo, and I'm like, no, Matthew, <laughs> you messed around with him in grade 9 and 10. Stop it. Stop it. You don't need a damn yo-yo. Stop it. I was tempted. I almost bought one. <laughs> that was such a fun time. That was such a fun time. Uh, the rain delayed not very last too much long for me so yeah yeah well and that's that's the thing it i know it rained because i got wet a couple of times because of where i was sitting <laughs> but it felt yeah, like it was like like that you know what i'm saying like it didn't feel like it was like this overall like long drawn out thing not at all but yeah so we uh we got a couple of tests in on on friday my car was feeling pretty good you know i had that yeah. uh that's i think where i got the 205 on the gnss when i finally remembered to turn it on right yeah yeah um but man like before we actually got racing it was almost dark it was it was a late start for sure i know my first race was with uh with with still the sun out against aj's dad uh yep. archie i got my butt kicked yeah but I had a good pass. Like, I had a 191. Like, I can't. Yeah, I can't be upset about that. Like the, it like was a race. Saying, I go back. Yeah. You know? But, but for us to go sub two. That quick. Pretty rare up here. Well, right. It's, it's, now it's better. But, like, beginning of the year, it was hard to get that fast up here. The smart setup and the roads and how cold it was. Like, the first time I put my car down was May 17th. It was just off my birthday. And then that was. Like the race at Tulsa wasn't too long after that. No, it was like literally two weeks later. Yeah. And here we are, like what, three weeks away from? Not even two, right? Not even. Yeah, two weeks away from Wisconsin. Oh, shoo, buddy! I'm so jacked to do it again, dude. I think that's yeah, part no, of the reason why we both were procrastinating on doing the podcast. It was almost as like as if we did it at right after Oklahoma we were going to have like this big long. So now it's like, okay, wait, let us start a couple of weeks out from before we go to Wisconsin and get ourselves all revved back up. And that's that's what I'm using as an excuse folks for anybody wondering. (laughs) But even like, even my first race, I don't even know who I raced the very first one to be honest. I double entried. Thank goodness. Yeah. You talked me into it. I wasn't gonna, I'm glad I did. But the, the first race was so awesome to go up there and, have clan guys and CJC guys up there with me helping and 
get up to the line. I went dead nut straight. I just, I got beat by the guy in the lane next to me. But man, that's such a rush feeling. So much fun watching the lane. Right? Isn't it? Like it was, uh, I, I didn't even think about that. Like it's like being up there, the kind of the energy, because you know everybody's watching. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? You know what? I, that's so weird. I, I have ADD too. Like I got the same idea. Mine's not quite like yours, but I, what happens when I take off, I get total tunnel vision. All I see is my car moving. I don't see anything else around me, luckily. So the people didn't bug me. I seen the light in the car, so I kind of disappeared. So I kind of get nervous too when it comes to that kind of idea. Yeah, for but, me, it's until I get up there. Once I get up there and I kind of do my program, I yeah. mean, I'm kind of the same as you. It doesn't really. The only thing that throws me off is if something stops the progress of how my brain's seen it happen the whole day. So if there's some kind of major pause, then I kind of get shaken out of the zone. It's like, can we do this, please? You're killing me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's one nice thing for, well, no, I should say nice thing. One, one thing I learned when I was there, I think the biggest takeaway from Tulsa was the prep, not the prep, like not the actual prep, but the preparation for going up the line, what to do at the line, the teammates you have to have with you to help you get set up to put your car down. It's... It, if you're a one-man person, like a one-man show going up there and doing it, man, be proud of even getting to that line. It, having help is... Having yeah, having to do it by yourself is definitely a chore. Oh, God. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and, it, and it's, it's a grind. It's a grind. Having the team guys around you makes such a big difference. Yeah. Having the McLaren guys, CJC guys there with me, having... Even and and we haven't even talked about the fact that, like, we had such to me we had a huge advantage being at a race like that being surrounded by you know mclan cjc five star you know like we we had guys like todd scott glasscock you know like we had the the bit like everybody at our fin colin ian you know chad (laughs) you know what i mean like you know josh and and we can't even forget to mention you know chuck like you know like everybody was right there and that's just in our immediate area you know and i'm not never mind craig and bob and you know what i mean like there's so many people (laughs) right there so like the race by yourself like the test by yourself is nothing like being at a race yeah no no it's definitely uh yeah yeah, see what you have to have at the line to start racing it's it's its own thing too because your tires get cold you go through tech you sit there like it's it's a whole thing I never understood the heat. The why you guys had heat guns. Now I get it. Now I own one just for that whole thing. Now yeah, I, I experienced that. Control. I went through that and I didn't warm up my tires. Yeah, yeah, it was not a no-no. It was definitely a no-no. <laughs> I got through. I managed, but definitely was like, okay, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, no, no. Fortunately, that was in testing. <laughs> yes. If I would have waited to a round to do that, I would have been mad at myself. I'd so, so in their, I guess in our A bracket, we both took a loss. Uh, yeah right we both made a to b passes and that was that was huge i had just hit my pb and probably what like my sixth hit on the car yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know so i was super jacked because you know everything kind of was going way beyond my expectation you know i was i was very concerned i wouldn't have a car that went a to b and that was really my biggest thing i wanted to go a to b i wasn't really worried about how fast it went um but it went, and I, so I was super happy about that. So on to round two. I know I got Bob. Pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So I spend the afternoon slash evening talking a whole mess of crap Bob the whole time about tuning. Like, you know, hey, what are you going to do with your tune? And he goes, oh, well. And I looked at him and said, oh, I don't know. I handed it to Ian and said, just put the moon tune in it, bro. I said, I'm thinking about dropping a pinion. He goes, well, I was thinking about it too, but, you know, it drops the FDR a lot. And I said, ah, man, checkers are records. I'm here to burn it up. <laughs> so... Um, I did what I, what I said, you know, Ian put a moon tune in it. I changed the gearing on it and did the prep. You came and uh, warmed those tires up nice, nice for me. Actually, uh, I did you and Bob that time. I did both you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got the car staged and I pulled the trigger. About three quarters of the way down the track, my car kind of pulled right and bounced off the, the sideboard and up and over the, the, the timing. Either it went sideways through. I don't know if there was a time for that run. Um, but I thought I'd lost cause I didn't notice top. You mean, you talk about tunnel vision. I didn't notice Bob's car beside, like in front of me crossed the center line before I hit the wall. Um, so I got a, I got a, a safety pass into the, uh, the, the second round. Um, but I knew the car wasn't right after that. Yeah. It was, it wasn't right at all. Well, you put some work back into it though. Yeah, yeah, we did. Cause that I think did we get through the B bracket before we went home Friday? Yep. Yeah, we got through. I pulled uh, Joey Davis of mine for B. Yeah. And uh, it was so funny. I get lined up. I'm like, oh man, there's no hope and frig I'm beating this guy. And uh, it was awesome to see he, the light turned. He took off at the light. Thought he red lit. Pulled the trigger again and took off. By the time I would left. He treed the frig out of me on that one. It looks like I was sleeping. Man, I, I had a pretty decent reaction time. His was way better. Yeah. And his car was good and fast, and he was such a cool dude. He shook my hand. It's nice to meet you finally. We talked in line before, and it was pretty neat. It was pretty neat to meet that gentleman, too. So that got us to the end of Saturday night, right? Yeah. So that was the end of Saturday night, and everybody was packing up, and we were both out at that time, but for the bees for the first round. Yeah. But well, I had made it into, yeah, we were done our B bracket. I had made it through, and you, you that was the, was no, you made it, didn't you? Nope, I made it through for the first. Oh, right. I raced one more. Okay. So. so we, yeah. God, maybe I should have done this sooner so it wouldn't be so foggy. <laughs> but yeah, so we, I mean, that was the first end of first day. By yeah. Time, it was getting at that time. It was nighttime. Because we went back then, then when do... Was that Saturday night? <laughs> See, I don't. Which part? What day are we on in this thing? We'd be in Saturday still. We're still in Saturday, so that was it. So we got through the A, B, A and B bracket. I think they even did the second round on Saturday, didn't they? they started to, yeah. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that's when I lost a fucking call and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because we didn't go until a little bit later Sunday morning. Because we were both out, we opted to like, okay, we want to go, but F that noise, we're not getting out that early to go. Um, okay, so yeah, so we actually get into the second round on Saturday night. Yeah. And I ended up pulling Colin. Yeah. So what does Matt do when he pulls Colin? Starts talking trash. <laughs> this is really all I got. <laughs> I'm pretty Ball sure we put a little bit more spice on it. We did. And I modified my prep a little bit because I wanted a little bit more stick to make sure that 
the spice that we added was going to stick. Um, and, you know, I had went and lined the car out. I made sure the car went straight. But funny enough, when we came home and I took the car apart, those front bulkhead screws were bent like a mop. Or, oh, yeah. So that's why the car was doing funny things. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, I, I line up beside Colin. Uh, Yeti there again, warming everybody's tires up. I'm pretty sure you were helping both of us. Or Ian was up there. Ian was helping Colin. Yep. Yeah. Because talking shit to, to uh, Colin. And he's like, oh, we got this, we got this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just hopeful that maybe Colin would red light or something silly. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we go up there, we do our little burnouts. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you go back and watch the NPRC TV coverage, you'll see me jumping around a little bit like a goober because I was all uh, I was all amped up, man. Like, this was, this was the second round. You know, I'd managed to, with the help of everybody, make it there and, uh, you know, even Bob's help, you know, Bob Hamilton helped me out while I get into the second round by going over center line. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, we line up, I set the car down and, uh, the light goes green. And if you go back and watch the video, man, it's stuck. It's, <laughs> it, I'd say it stuck so well that it, it, it flexed the five millimeter motor plate and eight spur gear. And, um, that was the end of that motor and speed control. (laughs) And Colin went on to take the win. And when I went and picked the car up off the ground, it was still stuck to the ground and it it had rolled about out to the 60 foot. Um, man, you know, I know you can't play the game of what ifs, but if that would have not come apart, that would (laughs) have been a hell of a race. I feel like, you know what I mean? The, the car was dead straight still. And like I said, it was stuck to the ground, man. I picked it up and you can see it on the video. I'm like, whoa, that was still really stuck. <laughs> no wonder why, right? So uh, that was the end of the, the race weekend for me. I wasn't upset about it. I'd had time in my life up to that point with yeah, racing. I had my last race. And then I'm who'd all... you race? I can't remember. I'm not going to lie. I feel bad for them that was next to me. I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, I knew at that time I was kind of the, you know, Runner, runner, dope kind of thing. So it put the power into her again, kind of with the same tune you had when you ran your one nine one, and uh, did the rookie thing where I know, I know for a fact you had power, you have to add right spring, and I didn't. And she went towards the center line, and I got to correct, and that was uh, the downfall of my car at that point. Uh. Completely left, full force. At, I think it was almost seventy miles an hour right into the freaking curb. So. Oh, I do remember ball, that crash. My Front bumper broke the Yeti bar off mine. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty gnarly. Hey, that's why it was there. Yeah, that's why. That's why it's called the Yeti bar too. <laughs> I haven't broken mine yet. Well, I've gone through three of them. It's all good. They work really well. <laughs> they will definitely save your car and your bumper. Sweet. Yeah, it works well. I'm pretty proud of that. Well, I like but to yeah, back into things anyway. Car. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But after that, that car was finished. So I talked to Chad, got another chassis and stuff, and that's what I'm running now. But that car was, it was awesome. It was such a fun thing. Like I said, I, I wasn't even upset. Even after losing, I was still happy to be there. So. Yeah, me too, man. It was, uh, the experience was everything. So we, we packed her in, went home. Um, and then Sunday, the uh, rest of the racing completed. Uh, of course, everybody's well aware that there was an uh, unfortunate incident uh, where we lost one of our, one of our fellow racers. 
so that kind of ended the race, you know, abruptly. And, you know, everybody was kind of cool with it because, like, who wants to kind of get do that anymore? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, way bigger things. So everybody packed up. Uh, we made our way uh, back to our Airbnb to kind of freshen up. And went out for uh, team dinner, uh, which that was a great time. Yeah. Uh, and I want apparently I want it was my birthday. Hold, hold on, before we go to that. Yeah. I want to say, when when the incident happened, the amount of camaraderie between not oh, just yeah. teammates, not just people, but the spectators, the kids that were there, the the wives of people, the husbands of, of racers, everything pitched in for everything, and then that could be done. To help these people get in there, it, it was done. And yep. I mean, it was insane to watch that much just happen so fast. And then going off for dinner when we get there, and it just happened to be that that's where all the race teams went. Yeah, everybody and, was there. Yeah, it was kind of awesome. Have everybody there. It was, it was kind of cool, kind of somber. Um, we didn't really talk too much about what had happened, but we were just happy to all be together again and, and talking and, and, and hugging and, you know, just sharing the experience. And then to go in and to see nobody upset with anybody else just having a, a nice dinner yeah good time yeah it was yeah and then yes it was your birthday <laughs> freaking guys so i'll have to show a picture of that <laughs> yes yeah I'll have, to, I'll have to put that out it was a good time man I, I you know i appreciate everybody um i went and i moved john schultz rental vehicle around a little bit on him <laughs> that was the, a good the time one, the best best part of a dinner time is that it seemed like every race team had a birthday Right? It was crazy. Crazy. Yeah, and, and Biggie, Biggie Paul, it was actually his birthday. Which yeah. Was awesome. So. But yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I had time. such a great time. And then we went home and got next to no sleep and fucking. Slept in the car and drove back. I bombed home in 17 and a half hours. Yeah. I slept most of the way and you guys drove, which I really appreciate. Well, yeah, but you also had another freaking basically three and a half hour drive to do after we got home. Long one. Yeah, I bet. So then we had a little bit of testing here and there since then. I did some here at home where I basically broke in tires and figured out the car that it was almost ready to do a hit basically because it was it it had spun out at the 66 foot the same way here at home. Uh, but I also went back to the wheelie bar setup and everything that I was running in Oklahoma from that that other situation because I didn't like the weight distribution on the car at all. I tried it at least, yeah. but it, yeah. it didn't like it. It didn't like that much weight back there. So I've just kind of no. succumbed to, I'm just going to burn through wheelie up. bars. Yeah. I, Chad! Well, I broke my wheels off. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Chad anymore. Well, I really think basically if I can, you know what we were talking about before, do that, that the way of mounting it and run a little like, you know, composite pad back there, then I'm just going to be able to change the pads out every so often. Kind of like that. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I, uh, twisted my wheel. I rolled the car and twisted my, my metal brace. So, uh, yeah. Pad on there. No. It works. You I'm know what I mean? I don't, <sighs> I don't feel there's much of a sacrifice in, in scrubbing speed when it touches, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I don't think so. I just, I don't. So we did some testing. I managed, uh, what, like, two five or something like that progressively got better uh, well, but yeah, on one of the on one of the hits the car oh, hold went on, hold on you get, you're getting super lost here. you're talking so after getting home from 
Tulsa. This is a couple weeks later now. Oh yeah, yeah, a couple. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah, a couple weeks later. That's what I mean. We we you know we got a little bit of testing in here and there. Uh, this is more recently for us, like within the last like two weeks, basically, or last week, basically. Um. Yeah, man. On one of those hits, though, the car got out, did his job, went A to B. I was pretty happy with it, except for the shutdown. Yeah. It spun around. I kept kept in the brake doing the whole case. Okay, it's it's the same deal. It's still starting to slow itself down. It's just changed direction, which now the motor's rotating. I'm still trying to stop it, right? I'm not trying to give it throttle to make it go forward. Um, but that wasn't enough. <laughs> it backed itself into the curb. And the car still drove, so I'm like, oh, I'll just drive it back easy. You know what I mean? Like, don't blow the tires off. Don't do anything silly. But it hit hard enough, it actually pushed the battery right out the back of the car. And through the, through the, between the body? Yeah, between the, the body and the, and the, I don't know if it went underneath or if it was in between like the uh the the body mount and the the tire or if it was underneath the chassis and under back but needless to say as i was driving it back we noticed a big plume of smoke start and yeti and i go running like uh you would think our lives depended on it like man <laughs> i told yeti at one point i was running so fast i had to remind myself dude you are running full tilt you need to think <laughs> about how you're slowing down or you're gonna hurt yourself uh, yep. I think that's an age thing, maybe. <laughs> uh, but needless to say, we made it to the car. Uh, Yeti was very quick about kind of getting the body off of it and uh, grabbing the chassis. And that's all we really needed is he was like, holding the chassis. I was managed to get the battery unplugged before it was too far gone. I think timing was everything and the fact there was two of us. Otherwise, that car probably would have been gone. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. That didn't dissuade me any. We basically cleaned that up, and I went back and cleaned tires, put grabbed my other battery, and stuck it in the car, and we continued to make hits, <laughs> two or three more hits after that, I think. So, um, it was successful in my terms of, of testing. You know, I, I know the car still will do what it needs to do. It is kind of doing a little twerk to the left, which I think I just is a suspension situation. I need to work that it out. It is. I'll, I'll talk to you offline about what. Uh what me and Ken talked about what he showed you with mine. I think yours is the same setup as mine. So okay, all right. I've got a bit of a fix for it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. That kind of leads us to here, where we're kind of now podcasting, recording. You actually went and did some testing this past weekend. How did that go? I did, I am testing the four pole stuff, and the results are far beyond what I thought I was going to do. Um, like I keep saying, I keep talking about the roads being crappy here and everything. Uh, it's not just that it's, it's our setup here. It's it's different. We're in Canada I, I feel personally we're almost a year behind the states just because of our winters really mess us up uh, And that's why I asked so many questions over the winter about our setups and everything, but this four pole it's it's a it's a game changer I'm way faster in a quicker time with the four pole than I ever was with the two pole stuff now that's help from Ian Colin McClan all those guys and Ken Lane with the CJC setups and everything, but uh, yeah, I've been on a couple times now. I'm consistently uh, just at the sub two section. I'm I'm 204, 208, which on and on a GNS, which is sub two on. Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. And for where we are here at Subaru with the cold weather, crappy. That's roads, good. That's, that's smoking. Good yeah, man, that's yeah, smoking. That's 
So I know it doesn't sound fast to the guys that are going the the one fives, one six, but again, like you said, you don't have to chase those times. You have to chase what you can do on the roads that'll take. But but that's just it. It's it's all about your race program, man, and where you're going to be racing. You know, not every surface is going to end up even even if you brought Frank up here with that one four car. I doubt he's going to have spot find a spot where he's going to. He, but I'll tell you what, he'll probably put a one eight, one seven, probably oh, one yeah. six in the spots that we hit. It's it's not an unobtainable, I think. But that's also because he knows what to do to make the car go that fast to begin with on a good road. So he'll make some adjustments and figure it out. And that's having a big race here. If he came up here for a day test, and I bet you he maybe get cracks out of one, a high one six, low one seven, if he's really found the right spot. Yep. So well, yeah, I know this this McLaren software. The the everybody knows. I mean, you were both sponsored by McLaren, so I, I <laughs> yeah. talk highly of them, of course. Uh, I know a lot of guys haven't some questions about the four pole stuff if it'll take it it'll take it it takes it well the voltage stays up better than my two pole temperatures are down my timing is very low like i'm, I'm super impressed with it i really am so yeah yeah I got, I got a four pole up. i gotta go pick up yeah mark so I, I went down and ran with ken for a bit there with the four pole testing and just it's, it's incredible yeah, that's that's really good, man. I'm I'm super excited. I'm waiting for my McLaren four poles to show up, but I got one of those small can four pole to test with. You know what I mean? Just see what they do. Oh, definitely. I don't I don't think it'll be anything I'll end up using at the straight line. I'm pretty sure I've got a couple of my McLaren three O motors, and I'm gonna run the same kind of Oklahoma race program there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know it now, right? Well, that's you know what I mean. I know that's what'll work, and I know what I need to do to the car to make sure I don't eat a spur gear again. So. I have that all figured out. No, not an issue. But you know, we're kind of we do have to watch our time today. Um, we're gonna kind of start working our way into this. We're having Scotty on next. Yeti and I are gonna kind of start bringing some topics to the table to discuss and kind of go back and forth about. Um, we briefly kind of touched on mine, which is the whole run your own program, man. Go out there and test. Try and beat your best time. Don't obsess with the internet's best times. You know, the guys that are doing this in full-scale real world that go to the track, they're not there because they're trying to worry about internet dudes' time. They're there to improve their race program, make their car as fast as they can, and compete at their level. I think with what Foster's going to be doing, offering a bracket class at King of the Smokies is going to be awesome because it's really going to give an opportunity for those folks that have these cars that don't get that fast to find a number that their car hits and show how consistent their car is. And... It's an instant answer to it, and I know everybody's like, oh, more class, more of this. I love bracket class. It's in full scale, man. So, like, You know what I love is the fact that a young guy, young kid or whoever, is going to get a chance to go against Jay Joseph. They're going to get a chance to go against Mark Vine. And if their car is set up right, they the could, class, they could beat, them. beat them. Yeah. That's it. How cool is that to have a young guy go home, a young girl even go home? Right. Say, you know what, I beat Jay Joseph, or I beat Mark Vine, or I beat, I beat Frank. Like it's incredible. That's such a boost. Even if the car does a, a two four, a two five, who cares? Yeah. If he just does this two four and the other guy breaks out or misses a, his his light or whatever, that's such a cool feeling. And you know what? It, those guys will shake their hand and be super proud of the person next to them too. Oh yeah. Not if it's in that bracket or anything else, but yeah. So uh, it was a great adventure. You know, I, I'm I really didn't touch on the fact that you know Yeti's been a huge supporter and kind of pushed me to kind of get back in the saddle and, and get back to the RC hobby. And, you know, he was, uh, he was my dude bro that weekend, man. He got me through a lot of my, um, points where I was ready to just kind of be like, Hey, you know what? I'm just gonna pack my shit up and watch you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't, you know, so 
Um, you know, shout out for to Yeti, man. Thank you for for that, and thank you for joining me. You know, co-hosting on the show because I think we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. You know, the the shows will definitely, obviously, you know, start covering more stuff. We'll we'll have them actually more often. Uh, the winter we might struggle a little bit, other than to maybe talk about you know cars that we're working on that kind of deal because there's really nothing for us much to do in the winter i'll probably be off-road racing as often as i can um because you know that's kind of where it came from but i like to say now i'm an rc drag racer that just races off-road to kind of pass the winter by that's what gonna be my excuse we'll be able to cover car setups and and tricks learn over the winter and we can talk about the races that come up too, so it won't be too too boring for guys. No, that, that's the thing. There'll definitely be stuff for us to cover and content. Um, you know, we might just have to to put on the, the 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 caps. There's there's guys being able to do this year round, so we'll just pester all those guys. Oh look, a puppy oh, dog. <laughs> yeah, I've kept I've kept mine locked out of the room. Otherwise, that little terror would probably be biting my toes right now. Oh man, get a puppy. They said, great idea. No terrible i love her but oh my goodness my goodness but yeah so i i I really yeti what else do you got anything else that you want to touch on before we uh tell all these wonderful people uh thank you very much for listening to us jabber on for the last little bit and when we'll Uh, be back no i'd just like to thank everybody that that supports us too like i mean like i said we support each other quite a bit because we're a couple hours away like but people are quite a ways away but we have a lot of guys that back us too yeah. McLean in the back. Some help us out with our, our Oh yeah, we we can't we can't not mention the, that McLean team that we 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 chat with on a daily basis. You know, there's always so much information shared in there, and you know those are those are some of the the definite perks of of being a, a team driver and you know yeah. uh, really being included. And um, I love it. You know, I, I really do. Definitely a game changer. You learn you oh, learn a lot from other people. Um, oh, yeah. you know, especially cause we're limited. Those guys usually are out there practicing a month or two before we get to even put a car on the ground. Oh yeah, for sure. And like I said, we both drive the CJC Maverick chassis. Yep. Having, having CJC and Chad behind us has been awesome. And all the team guys. Oh yeah, too. man. Chad, Chad's great. Any ideas that I have, I throw them at him and he's like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So no, it's definitely fun to have. And then. Well, so you got a couple guys that back you too. MKS both back both of us. Oh too. yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. Let's oof, geez. Let's you know, of course, McLean, <laughs> uh, Max Amps. You know, they've been, they've been Josh and those guys over there have been great to me. Uh, Thomas at MKS. I I can't thank that man enough. You know, he was my first like you know official kind of sponsor. Um, and you know, he definitely gave me an opportunity because you know Tim believed in me. Um, but. You know, Thomas has always been so great to me, uh, even past that. So, uh, Cow RC, Heath, I can't thank that man enough. You know, he's he's definitely been a huge supporter. Uh, his products are amazing. You know, you know me, instead of, you know, buying naphtha like everybody else does, I burn through bottles of Moo Clean to clean my tires because it works. And, and I, you know, it is what it is. I'll just, I'm just going to keep buying cans of it. Actually, Heath, we got to talk. Can I buy that stuff not pressurized? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I can't forget to to thank. Man, why do I pull a blank? Team Associated. I can't. You know, John Schultz. Everybody over there uh, for giving me an opportunity to be a brand ambassador and run the the brand that I I really do love the most. Uh, I do. I'm an associated guy through and through. You know, I've I've had other platforms in front of me before. I've ran them before. 
you know, and I'm not saying you'll never see me not drive something that's, that's not, but not on social media. You won't, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, but all my cars are pretty much associated unless they're cars I've owned prior to that sponsorship. You know what I mean? I've got a couple of tracks is kicking around and, and other stuff like that, but I don't, they don't see use very often unless it's somebody that I know looking to, to kind of get in and, and run something. And I don't know their skill level. It's like, here, try this. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, I'd rather you break it than one of my other ones that I really like using. I know it's a bit selfish. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Like <laughs> I want to let everybody run my MT eight, but I already break it enough as it is. So, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, associated, they've been, they've been amazing to me. I've had so many people over the years, um, you know, here and there. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy to be here, you know, and have the, the, yeah. the, the sport that I do. Um, but I appreciate it. And it's because of everybody listening to shows like, just like this one, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I have a good time doing it and I, I share it on social media and I'd be doing it whether I'm sponsored or not. Uh, yeah, but definitely it's this is how i i give back to the hobby so i'm definitely looking at bringing you guys interviews with some of these you know bigger people and heavy hitters um there's going to be a big interview coming up from somebody that i've been a friend with for a very very long time that's never officially had an interview on the show it's kind of the running gag um but i figure it's this time it's about time to have him on for an interview um that'll be entertaining and yeah, there's some other stuff in the works in the background that I haven't even told Yeti about quite yet. Um, but it, it, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a good time. We're going to have another show, uh, next week. We'll be having Scotty on and we're going to be talking about the straight line shoot showdown. Uh, lots of new sponsors have been coming on lately. So, uh, make sure you check them out on Facebook. Of course, we do have a Facebook page, the MBM podcast. Uh, you can find this show on all of the podcast platforms. As far as I know, they should still all be there. I haven't changed anything. I haven't changed anything with the service. So everything that was there before should still be there and working. Uh, if this doesn't come up on one of your regular podcast apps that you use, shoot me a message. I will try and figure it out and get that solved as soon as possible. Uh, but yeah, shout out to everybody, you know, everybody for over all the years, all the friends, all the family members that have had to kind of bear with it. Um, yep. but look out cause the next episode's going to be even better. And then the one after that's going to get better. <laughs> and we're going to kind of, we'll hit a plateau <laughs> and then they'll get better from there. <laughs> uh, but good, man. man, that's, thank you again, Yeti, for joining me. Um, thank you to everybody for listening. I don't know. Is that it? You got anything else? No, not for now. We. All right. Well, then that's what we're going to call it. We're going to say bye everybody. And uh, we're out of here and stay tuned next week. We'll have another show. Peace. Bye.
basket. Time to burn this motherfucker down.